Hello everyone, I'm Anand and I'm the Group Director of Revenue Management and Distribution at Wharf Hotels Management Limited in Hong Kong. In this episode of Crystal Balling with STR, I will speak to Ms. Christine Liu, the Regional Manager of North Asia for STR. Please see the podcast notes to get a flavor of what we will cover. Hope you enjoy this conversation. So good morning, Christine. How are you doing today? Good morning, Anna. I'm very well. Thank you. Uh, greetings from Beijing. A nice uh, uh, autumn day. And greetings, greetings from Hong Kong to you as well. I would like to start uh, uh, today's podcast titled Crystal Balling with STR with a brief introduction of our guest. As the regional leader of North Asia at STR, Ms. Christine Liu brings with her more than two decades of work experience in the hospitality industry and more than 10 years of professional revenue management experience. Christine leads a team based in China and works with the head of business development, revenue management and sales and marketing leaders in Greater China, South Korea and Mongolia region. She is frequently invited to speak at several industry forums to provide data support, professional industry insights uh, and general guidance to hotel operators, developers, consultants and researchers. She resides in Beijing with her family. Christine, thank you very much for joining us. So without further ado, let's get started. Please share with our listeners your story and what role is STR playing in modern day hotel business? Hi, thank you, Anat. Um, yeah, you mentioned about my more than two decades of experience. So it takes into account of the years that I studied at hotel school. Uh, I'm cele- celebrating my 30 years in this industry. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, I cannot imagine, you know, time flies so fast. So I, I started my career from hotel. Um, I worked at a food and beverage department and then front office. Then uh, after I left the hotel um, operation, um, started to live in Beijing. Uh, I was in a hotel service provider companies like uh, some well-known that you probably have used their services like InterTouch. Uh, Easy RMS, uh, TSA Solutions, and now uh, with SDR for six years. Okay. Um, SDR plays a very essential role in the hotel industry. Uh, so we provide top line performance benchmarking solutions for revenue managers. Uh, I believe you use the report every day, and your revenue managers and general managers as well. Uh, yes, it it is oxygen for us. Yeah, and as they also provide the bottom line performance benchmarking, uh, you know, we have the GOP um, data on annual basis. And now, uh, from now, we provide also a monthly basis. So monthly P&L is launching. Um, so those kind of data, better and a broad level of hotel management, uh, census pipeline data for the development team, to have a general view of what is happening in the whole industry in, in this big region. Uh, investors and all uh, of these consultants will use uh, STR data to do uh, better business decisions uh, for hotel operation as well as uh, investment. Excellent. Now, it's it's a very valuable service um, that you're providing um, to the hotel industry, Christine. So keep up the good work. Data is our lifeblood and uh, and we need d- data at 
all instances of strategic planning and execution. So, so Christine, moving on to the next question, how do you see the Hong Kong and mainland China markets performing? Is the impact of uh, COVID-19 slowly reducing? And if it indeed is reducing, then um, approximately by how much? Uh, yeah, this is a very good question because we all look at the data for Hong Kong and mainland China frequently. Uh, so Hong Kong, the demand for Hong Kong market has been slowly, slowly uh, wrapping up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can see that from uh, pandemic, very low percentage, um, occupancy percentage at 20%, 30%, then around 40% from July last year, uh, but a very long time in this range of 40 to 49%. Then finally, 50% from June uh, this year, and very quickly jump to 60% from July. Um, so demand is increasing. Uh, most of the segmentation uh, is a staycation. That does not bring the rate um, to a good level. So when we look at the rate, the year to date, September 2021, ADR is only 50% of the full year of 2018. So mm-hmm. rate is a little bit worrying. Uh, I think the important reason is the staycation couldn't bring the demand to the upper class hotels. Understand. Understand. Yeah, so occupancy level for luxury and upper scale hotels, the year to date is, is still less than 50%. So this is a very low level, only 70%. Correct. Index of 2018. Yeah, I fully concur with you. And uh, um, what you just said is what we are actually seeing uh, with our hotels too. So, um, so you spoke a bit about Hong Kong market. What about mainland China? Uh, mainland China is a li- uh, is more promising since this is the first market to uh, be re- recovering from the pandemic. But now we know other countries like America, Europe. Uh, so they have a different approach to COVID. So they say live, you know, with COVID. So they, their occupancy is also uh, wrapping up quickly. But mainland China is a uh, is a little bit more balancing uh, compared to Hong Kong because the market segmentation is variety. You know, there's a many uh, there, there's a balance of market segmentation, although the big mice is still shorter, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But holidays and weekend business brought luxury and upper scale uh, hotels business up. So in some months, like um, April, May, July this year, with more leisure demand, mm-hmm. the luxury and upper scale was even stronger than uh, the lower end hotels. So the rate, so the rate in mainland China already um, up because of the leisure business. Yeah, that's encouraging to know. So, so Christine, what is something that surprised you in the data? Could you share some unique and interesting insights, something that uh, uh, completely sweeped you off your feet? Um, I think the, you know, when we look at the performance data, uh, actually nothing very surprised if you look at uh, the recent trend. People love to go to North, um, West China, goes mm-hmm. to uh, the nature you know, they enjoy the boutique hotels provide them different experience. Mm-hmm. But something surprising is, uh, is about the speed of the urbanization in China. So this drive the hotel chains operation and the development strategy. Mm-hmm. So we can see the ratio of chains are growing faster than ever. 
Okay. You know, you know, during the last um, two weekends, you know, I was enjoying the beautiful scene in, in Beijing. Okay. You know, very colorful. So I I did uh, surprisingly see several uh, individual hotels. You know, like a four star there, so around my residential area. So uh-huh. all changed their brand to international. Okay. okay. Um, so international, we can see like, for example, Hampton, uh, Homing, uh, oh, sorry, Home Suite by Hilton, uh, and some local brands like Artur. So they, all the individual hotels are rebranded. So the change ratio are increasing. And then they increase not only in the mid-scale um, and upper-mid-scale, also to up, up to upscale. Understand, understand. So that's good news for uh, big hotel chains and also medium-sized hotel chains um, um, because this gives an opportunity to them to expand their footprint in mainland China. Yeah, they do have a lot of uh, cooperation with the local uh, hotel companies. So this also increases, you know, uh, enable them to um, develop their portfolio quickly. But when I compare the pipeline, the latest pipeline report in September 2021, I compared to the uh, pre-pandemic in January 2020, I also surprised to see luxury and upper scale also increasing in a good rate. Uh, as of today, when we look at the planning, final planning, and in-construction number of rooms mm-hmm. in uh, for mainland China, there are still you know 34% of the existing uh, in this. Uh, luxury and upscale classes, so there will be more. <laughs> it will be more competitive. That that's something that uh, surprised me. You know, if thirty four percent of the inventory is in the luxury and, and upper scale segment, so that's very interesting. And thank you for sharing that insight. So, Christine, this question is has been asked uh, uh, to several experts, and uh, I get a mixed response. That how important is the metric of RGI? in COVID-impacted destinations where occupancies are running low. What is your perspective on this? Uh, RGI is something that every general manager, revenue managers uh, (laughs) uh, pay very special attention to. So this is uh, essential uh, KPI for hotel industry. Um, But in very special months, for example, February and March last year, when the COVID-19 just uh, broke out, so mm-hmm. business is almost dead. There are only two segments, quarantine and medical workers. So it is really hard to look at RGI. So I have to I have to say that. But soon after that, from April last year, when the recovery slowly started everywhere in every uh, markets, not only in mainland China, as in the other regions, uh, including Hong Kong, Macau. So no matter uh, the mar- the market is strong or weak. So hotel needs to benchmark to watch out the changes of occupancy and ADR around our own self, around our market. Right? Even the demand is low, so that means we need to pay attention to, uh, still pay attention to our NPI and AI on different day of the week. So this is something that never will be changed. Correct. I fully agree with you. Uh, and I'm... Um... Uh, completely in agreement that RGI, um, even during a low occupancy situation, should still hold uh, true as uh, an important success metric of a hotel. Yeah, exactly. So when look at SDR report, don't just look at the ranking, right? We have to look at 
uh, MTIR, I did all three metrics in different day of the week. Yes. Uh, and also, if you have an RPM report on hand, that will be more helpful to identify uh, which hotel in what kind of strategy. Are they pushing rate or pushing uh, ADR? Correct. No, I, f I found the RPM reports quite useful uh, and I've used them in the past. Thank you. So, so, Christine, what is your estimation regarding 2022 for Hong Kong and mainland China refpars? When do you think we can see pre-COVID levels of business? It's a difficult question, but I'm also <laughs> asking this question to an expert. Yeah, it is difficult to forecast 2022. Although, you know, it, same, same time last year, we were forecasting 2021. We said that when uh, vaccination rate goes up, the business should be uh, better, right? So we had a very um, optimistic um, outlook for 2021. Mm -hmm. uh, however, uh, we seen when the borders are still closed between uh, Hong Kong uh, and mainland China, and uh, China have a zero tolerance policy to COVID. So when we we saw several cases, saw several outbreaks in different regions, right? Like in uh, Nanjing, Yangzhou, uh, then Fujian, or earlier in Guangdong, now in North China. So all this um, stopped or restricted a lot of travels, business travels and later travels. So next year, um, there's a Winter Olympic is happening very soon in Beijing and in Chongli. So Q1 uh, is not optimistic for uh, at least the North China, Beijing for the Tianjin area. But after Q1, now we are doing the, the booster uh, vaccination here. So from, from Q2, um, so many people, including me, um, give a lot of uh, promising hope to uh, Q2, Q3 business in, in um, China. So we hope Hong Kong, if the borders open, uh, Hong Kong will pick, pick up more business from mainland China. Uh, but Hong Kong also needs to have a variety of market segment. If still rely so much on mainland Chinese travelers. So the data I got um, in 2019, mainland Chinese contributed 78% uh, of travel. So that's, the, the waiting is, is too much here. Even the borders open, uh, I don't think mainland Chinese will travel to Hong Kong in the same pattern as previous years, because a lot of things changed. People's mindset changed, uh, the, the travel facilities changed in China. So there are so many destinations, nice hotels to enjoy, and also the retail shopping travel pattern will be changed as well. So 2022, uh, I don't think Hong Kong will catch up a lot. So, uh, but I hope Hong Kong can catch up with rate since now the rate is really worrying me when I look at uh, the ADR. And year-to-date September, the Hong, Kong's, uh, Hong Kong rep price only 412 Hong Kong dollars. Understood. I believe you guys are very uh, anxious to get the business boost uh, very soon in Hong Kong. 
Yes, we are, and 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 hence the question, you know, um, for, for since you said quarter two is when we should be somewhat more optimistic. Um, um, I, I really liked um, when you when you mentioned that Hong Kong needs to seek a more variety of segments, even when the borders open, uh, because uh, the traditional contribution of mainland China of seventy eight percent may not hold in twenty twenty two. Yeah. Yeah. So mainland China, I think, will be back to uh, 2019 level in three, four years. But Hong Kong will take much longer uh, period. But it depends on how the government or how the whole Hong Kong tour- tourism uh, segmentation uh, balance between different uh, countries or regions. Understand. Thank you for sharing that insight, Christine. So, Christine, um, going back to your career journey, you've been in this business for a long time. Um, any advice that you may have for our revenue leaders? Um, yeah, thank you for asking me. Uh, so, <laughs> as people have been working in this industry for many years, and I had some, uh, I do have some advice for the revenue leaders. That is, uh, you know, have an open mind. Have an open mind. Always. Uh, keep learning, never stop. Because, you know, revenue management changed a lot compared to 15, 20 years ago uh, when I first stepped into the, this field. So revenue management need to grow with the evolution uh, of uh, the hotel management operation, sales marketing strategy. So we talk about occupancy first, then ADR. So now, uh, sorry, RevPAR. Now total repertoire, right? We look. We have to look at the total revenue, and distribution management, marketing, the GOP, uh, GOP per available room. Uh, even have to into asset management to stand on the owner's uh, perspective to look at the overall strategy for that asset uh, for the hotel operation for branding, etc. So revenue manager uh, has a long way to you know, learn uh, everything related to the industry, not only the hotel operation, not only sales and marketing. Understand. And thank you for that advice. Uh, Christine, I asked this uh, question to all my guests. What provides you professional fulfillment? Because, you know, you work with um, data and numbers throughout the day. Uh, so, so what is it that gives you fulfillment? Um, I think it's, you know, I... I've, I'm a person that always willing to dedicate myself, uh, so not thinking of a personal reward. So when I, whenever uh, I work for any companies, I always think, uh, I always keep into my mind, say, how can I add value to the company? How can I add value to my clients? So one concept, uh, one principle in my mind is always help others to succeed in their goal and dream. So this will help me to be successful. Excellent. That's a beautiful thought. How could you be of service to others is uh, what provides you fulfillment. Excellent. Christine, let's have some fun now. Rapid fire <laughs> questions. Your favorite data visual? Uh, depends on what to see, but I do like a secondary access chart. Understand. Destination with the most variation in trend in your region? Mm. I think Beijing and Sanya, um, you know, when there's travel controls, Beijing occupancy can be automatically or, you know, significantly done. 
So even in this year, we can see at, you know some months as high as 65% and some months is only around 20%. Mm. And Sanya has the same, you know, Sanya is the only market um, that surpassed 2019 levels. But when uh, the travel was blocked or when one hotel locked down in Sanya in late July, uh, the occupancy, you know, dropped to 23% in August, which is supposed to be a very um, high season during the summer holidays. Okay. If you were not in uh, business development and analytics, you would be a? Uh, I would be a hotel manager or even a general manager, depends on my past, because I do love working in hotels. Uh, I have been working in hotels for nearly five years before joining a service provider company. Okay. When the cross-border travel resumes and the restrictions are lifted, which country would you like to visit first? Ah, Anand, I really love this question. I hope I can travel very soon. So for short haul, I will prefer Nepal. Uh, if long haul allowed, if I have enough holiday, I will go to Europe, Switzerland. Excellent. Short haul, you said Nepal. Yeah. You want to uh, uh, see the Mount Everest at Kathmandu? Yeah, I love nature. Um, <laughs> I love the culture there. To want to explore. Excellent. I've been there once. It, it was a very nice experience. Good. I look forward to that. Yes, yes. And wish you all the best. And thank you for sharing your insight, Christine. I think it was a great chat. I'm sure your opinions will benefit our listeners. I wish you a great journey ahead. Have a nice day. Thank you, Anand. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the conversation, please follow the podcast and share the link with others. Happy learning.